Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Tea and a Chat with Harry and Pat. Harry and Zara. Yeah. Harry and Zara. Um, I feel like it's been ages since we've done a podcast. Nah, well for these guys it's just last week. Yeah, it is, but we've had a little, I feel like we've, when did we last record a podcast? Just over a week ago, wasn't that? Oh. Well, apparently it feels like a long time. Maybe it's just because we've been busy. Yeah. Been busy. busy. And we, we, we record these in bulk, bulk, bulk. Bulk, yeah. Bulk. (laughs) 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 So we record more than one at a time normally, but. Well, I feel yeah. like because we did so many before, we've not been recording as regularly as we started. Anyway. Yeah, we've been to the Fringe since our last recording. Yeah, that's exciting. Anyone been to Edinburgh Fringe before? Hmm. Why is no one answering? I really hope that I really hope that people responded to that like, just out loud whilst listening. Comment, give us a comment or messages. Tell us. What your favourite show on the fringe is because we're going back, aren't we? No, by the time this comes out, the fringe has been and gone. Oh yeah, we are going back. So we're recording this. It is what the tenth of August today. Yeah. So we're going back next week, next and... weekend, mm-hmm. which will be the twentieth. Around well, no, no, it won't be about the seventeenth, will it? Yeah. But anyway, um, we do intend to go see something else. Why don't you just, if you've been to the Fringe, tell us what you went to see. Tell us what was good. Yeah. Or if you were in the Fringe, tell us what you did. How did it go? All that stuff. If you don't know what the Fringe is, it's a festival in Edinburgh. It's got lots of, because um, not everyone on North it. That's true, that's true. It's got lots of shows. It's it's a great time. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a lot. Yeah. It's a, a real hub for creativity within the arts. As someone from Edinburgh, how do you honestly feel about the fringe as a performer from edinburgh amazing as a resident of edinburgh when i lived there awful (laughs) (laughs) everything's just so busy and whatever but yeah i mean i i wouldn't change it because it's sorry that was me (laughs) bloody hell (laughs) um i wouldn't change it because it's it's so good for the arts but if you want to get from one side of edinburgh to the other got to leave about three hours fair fair <laughs> enough just because it's so packed full yeah. of activity exactly anyway what are we actually first things first what are you drinking i am drinking water boring what are you drinking tea of course tea tea and a chat tea and a chat well i'm glad you're holding holding the uh, podcast For, up yeah Honestly, um, without me, this would just crumble. I have actually already had a tea today. I don't tend to have more than one regular tea. I'll have a herbal tea, but yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll work on it for the, next time we we record. Exactly. There's no rules on the tea. This is an open space. You don't no, I'm just to... talking about my tea drinking kind of routine. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, let's yeah, get anyway. into the real reason people are listening. <laughs> what is our podcast about today, Harry? Today we are going to talk about rejection. Boo. Boo. Nah. Something yeah. that I think everybody in all walks of life has faced. I mean, you, f- you face it all the time, don't you? Relationships and 
Everything, like, um, not, like, regular job interviews. Yeah, and... regular, just regular, regular stuff, but it's a, um, a very regular occurrence in the performing world. Um, I have a question. It's not on the notes here, but it just came into my mind, right? Mm-hmm. What did you think, like, when you were in training and you grad- were graduating, whatever, right? What did you think about rejection in that form? Like, had you experienced it really by that point? And were you, like, really like, oh, I'm not going to be bothered by rejection? Or were you just... Did you think much about it? Uh, in my third year or just through my training? I mean, just through your training. Um, I don't know, really. I think... I don't... I, I think... Hmm... That's a hard question because I think my journey, I kind of came through... Journey... Sorry, continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> continue. I, what was so wrong with? Did I say that weird? Journey. My journey. Sorry, it was. I was thinking as I was saying yeah, the word. That's Sorry. fine. Apologies, everyone listening. I do occasionally think before I respond. <laughs> <laughs> rarely. <No. clears throat> yeah, rarely. But it happens occasionally. This was one of them. And now I've lost my train of thought, haven't I? So you were thinking um, about? Did you? I think in my journey, I um, <laughs> I think because I came through kind of a, an MT avenue a bit, and where I trained, there wasn't loads of boys, and mm. I was like, I kind of, if we were doing a show, for example, they'd be like, I kind of want to do this, or I kind of want to do that. I was kind of fortunate to end up doing it more often than not, not always, um, but I think that's because of the, there wasn't loads of guys doing it. Um, yeah, that is unfortunately a huge part of the industry. <clears throat> yeah, I think it changed a bit when I went to drama school because there's more more guys and it was an acting course. Yeah, so it was more. It was slightly different to what I'd been experiencing, and I don't know. I didn't really see it as rejection. I, I don't know. It was just, and I think as well because I I generally, well, in my view at least, got on with most of my peers. I felt kind of like oh good for you um but i don't know i don't think i thought about it too much i didn't wasn't perhaps registering in the way of mm. i don't know because i think as I, it definitely became more prevalent as i left i think especially if you went for a job and you're like yeah I of want, course it's I a different want this world. job yeah whereas when you're training it was a bit different but then even thinking about it, in my third year shows, there's definitely roles I would have liked to have done that I didn't do, and that I felt capable of. Uh, but we didn't audition for it, so it's just like, this is this, and it's like, oh, you just sort of run with it. But how did it work with, well, I don't know, what were you told, I guess, in the sense of, were you prepared for, were they like, oh, you're going to be rejected all the time, you have to have a tough skin, you know all this stuff. And said, did they say that? Like, did you have a sort of preconceived idea of the rejection um, you were about to face when you graduated I feel like they must have done but there's nothing jumping out in my immediate memory of yeah. of you know being told to prepare for it or just like this is how it's going to be I've, I mean there must be because I feel it's it's everywhere you go you know, like where you've got to mm. be prepared to take rejection but I don't really remember a specific moment or, or time or repetition of that being drilled into us as such. But then I think, I don't know whether that's just me 
and sort of just going with the flow a bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you did you feel it was like drilled into you from the start or um, of training or before or after or what? Not necessarily. I think there was just throughout my training a lot of opportunities to be rejected already. You know, like within your training. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like there was so much. Like e- even just freshers' week, and I know it's a different form of rejection because you're not like getting a job or whatever but even in freshers week you technically audition for what class set you're going to go into and everyone yeah. wants to be in the best class set well you know you you would think anyway and not everyone was it's just from every step it's then every show you you've got different parts that everyone wants to get and it's like yeah you're already kind of and we against one another in a sense we started auditioning sort of but yeah we started auditioning before we graduated mm, so, so some of us yeah so i feel like we we're always very open to open to it i just feel like i always remember being told not necessarily from just where i trained from everyone sort of in the arts and who was around me at that time being like you have to have such a thick skin you have to be really tough you have to let it roll off your shoulders and i, I went into every audition thinking like, like forcing the thought of well, like it doesn't. I don't care about it. I don't care. You know. Ah, oh, interesting. Which is why I asked you that. Yeah, that's interesting. Which is something we're going to chat about in a minute because I obviously moved through that and passed that. Was, but... Well, my immediate question is: I thought just why you said it. Do you feel like that benefited you? That thought Mm-mm. process? No. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry. <laughs> I nearly joked. Oh dear. You know that no one's everyone's gonna turn off now. I know. <laughs> Just on that. Zara said to me, I've I've had a bit of a whatever I've had. I've, I've not been very well these last few days. I don't know if you can hear that in my voice, I was thinking this. But Zara said to me before we start this podcast, I coughed and you said No, you did not cough. <laughs> what Harry. did I do? No one would mind if you coughed, but Harry doesn't cough, he goes at this. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just cough and clear your throat. <laughs> you know I'm right. What? Like, if you just went, <clears throat> and it clears your throat, no one would care. I wish, that, oh, I wish we could have videoed that, because that was pretty. <laughs> oh, oh, that wow. hurt my throat. I hope you did that again. <laughs> what I was going to say was, I coughed. However, I may have coughed. It's a different thing. But Zara said people are going to turn off if you do that, so you'd have to edit it out. And now you've slurped and coughed, and yeah, well, I'm behaving myself. You know, I, I don't want people to think I'm like bullying you and say you can't cough. Of course, you can you cough. Said, honestly, you if just... you saw these raw and edited files of the podcast. Oh shush. <laughs> anyway, anyway, as I was saying, that mindset did not help me because. I was sort of in the mindset of I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to, and I don't care if I don't get it. And blah blah blah. Anyway, not well, that I thing... actually was, but I was. I was telling myself that to like protect myself mm. and do what everyone said you had to do. That you had to not care if you didn't get a job, which is a load of rubbish. <laughs> that was Mr. UPS. There's a lot going on. I feel like as well. I keep hearing the seagulls today. I've not heard a single um, seagull. 
Well, there's a lot going on in and around uh, our living room at the moment. There Not always that, is. Yeah, there always is. It's a, it's a real, real life podcast. Um, no, but it's interesting you should say that because I feel that the, the words that immediately jump out at me for that is you saying, I don't care. Mm. Which obviously isn't how you feel, but it's the main focus of your thought process and projection into the world. Of Which that. I definitely think I was taught that from graduating. It's mm. like, you have to not care. If you want to have longevity in the industry, if you want to work, if you want to... like, And I, I totally get where it comes from because in audition season, you can be going to like five, six, seven editions a week and be cut first round in all of them. Like, it's hard. Mm. It is hard, and I understand the... You definitely need mental resilience, don't you? But I don't think it's a... Well, at least I, I think we both would agree it's not a don't-care attitude because no. it's just not realistic. If you don't care, you wouldn't be doing it. Mm. So, I, I, but yeah. And I think that's kind of the main point we want to talk about in this mm. podcast. The the whole idea of rejection, having a tough skin, and, well... I want to throw that statement in the bin because I don't <laughs> believe in necessarily having a tough skin and like not being disappointed by things. A thick skin, that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to have a thick skin. But yeah, I I will get into all that in a minute. Um, Harry has some lovely little stories to tell us, don't you? Um, excuse me. Yeah, I do. Well, <clears throat> one in particular, I think, is um beneficial to a thought press, especially for from from my perspective, I used it. It was something I was not necessarily a part of, but I witnessed the sort of experience, and I've liked from that point to take that thought process into every other sort of audition I did, mm. which definitely helped. Um, should I just talk about that now? Yeah, I think it's um, a good place to start. Yeah, because I think it's because um, I think primarily. As we've kind of already said, this podcast is about sort of rejection and how to combat and deal with that feeling and emotion and everything that goes with it. So this little story is I was um, doing the running for Book of Mormon, it was, um, and the way they used to like working uh, the panel was that they'd have, you know, they'd have whoever it was in singing the songs, doing their whatever, and then I would get the next person ready outside and they'd be sat on chairs outside and as soon as the person inside was done they'd come out, I'd go in on my own without the next person stand there until they'd, the panel had done and finished discussing they looked over at me, gave me a nod and I'd bring in the next person so I got to stand there and listen to everything that was being said about every person who'd just been in That's really like beneficial as an actor I really, feel like. really insightful uh, for this for this story specifically as well so I was doing that I can't remember who it was in there um, or whatever uh, but that's good we can't name them <laughs> <laughs> it might have been someone who's now really famous it was quite a while ago I don't know that's true. but anyway um, so this this guy whoever he was done his audition come out of the room left I went in I was stood at the door just waiting listening to them chat and they absolutely loved this guy. They thought he was brilliant. They thought it was really, really good and they really wanted him in the show. But they felt he was just a little bit too young and they wanted him to come back next year. And for me, especially at that point, I think that now there's a bit more of a, whether it happens or not is another thing, but I think now there's a bit more of a emphasis, is perhaps too strong a word, but there's a bit of an emphasis about 
letting people know if they haven't got the job not as a dancer that's maybe for you guys but not as a dancer at all Ah, okay well still so in this instance he wouldn't have been notified but like I said they loved him they wanted him in they just wanted him next year and immediately in my head I was thinking this this guy's left he could be thinking anything anything he could be thinking like oh that went really well I'm intrigued to see what happens or he could be thinking really bad things which I think is generally the feeling when you leave an audition Mm. I think when you do auditions you tend to know how you've kind of done roughly but I think generally people leave and think oh I could have done that better or oh I've I've never done it like that before or you know whatever it is it tends to generally be negative connotations and I was like this guy could be left and thinking anything and they absolutely he's not going to hear and he's not going to get it, and he's going to maybe ponder over that. Yeah, all but, he's going to see is that he didn't get the job. He's not going to. The reality is, he smashed his audition. It was just not the right time in that instance. But that, even then, in my when I think about it now, you know, if they didn't have enough options for the right people, they probably would have got him in anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As, as ensemble or third cover or whatever. I can't remember the specific role they were casting. Um, I was just, I tried to take that kind of thought that you could leave a room and people could absolutely love you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right time. Yeah, it's just not the right thing for you. And you you just, I think I've said it in a podcast before, you don't know if someone's got something further down the line or Mm. something, a different project that they're coming up to do. Uh, Because obviously Book of Mormon's been on for years. Yeah. And they just, they recast it every so often, like they do with most shows. So... Do you know what I mean? The, the creatives on the panel in that room also have their, their things in other pies, so to speak. So, like, to just... I don't know. I, I feel like I tried to take that thought process and that philosophy of, like, you just... You don't know what's going to happen. Because mm. um, I do think as well, I don't know about you if you feel this, but I mean, it's a bit different perhaps with dancers and dance calls and stuff and getting cut, because I guess you know where you stand in that instance. Mm. But as a performer who's auditioned for you know acting stuff and musicals it's kind of you, d- you don't know till you find out yeah I guess so that is different you kind of I think there can be a part certainly in my experience there's a part of me that would leave before this story leave an audition and sort of think as to why you know nothing's been said but you're kind of trying to work out and rationalize and put it together and mm. like why would I have not got it not what did I do well I don't know again I think focus on a, the emphasis on the negative yeah. again in my experience I don't think everybody's probably like that but I do think people often would leave auditions and be like oh why why didn't I do that I did this completely differently to how I rehearsed or whatever it might be mm. you know and especially because auditions can be quick Oh, definitely. Um, depending on what it is, I guess, as well. But yeah, I think the, the the point is, with that story, just be open-minded and give it everything. And even if you do it differently or wrong, I think just own it. Yeah. I think the thing that helped me with rejection and with even just my performance in an audition was to... My, my goal at the end of it, I guess on some level, was to book the job because that is why you go to the audition in the first Absolutely. place but the main goal I would go in with is to 
leave the edition, whether that be being cut or at the end where you're waiting to hear if you've mm. got it or not, feeling like I've done a good job, like I've done the best I could on that day because someone, I can't remember who it was, it might have been when I was doing hostage ads or something, but I might have been a casting director actually. Someone, anyway, I remember listening to someone chat about how casting directors have a job to do for someone else. And then when you go into the audition room, you have a job to do too. And it's all about like just marrying up those things. So mm. when you go in, you want to make the panel's job the easiest. And the way they, to do that is to put your best foot forward, show them what you can do. Don't, don't try and half the time they don't really know exactly what it is they want they just have a few boxes to tick and yeah. they'll know if you give it to them they'll know they'll see it so just be yourself give them whatever you whatever your best is on that day give them that do the best you can you know go in with the best mindset you can you the, all of that stuff and just you can't control anything past that like you can control what you look like that like you can control if you've got a nice outfit on and it, um, I say this because this is important in a dance audition but oh, no, you know same for I think any audition yeah so you can control like make sure you've done your hair make sure you've warmed up properly so you're stretched make sure you're all that stuff you can control what they're doing behind the panel and whether or not you get the job or you don't get the job is completely out with your control mm. you can't control their decisions and like I said the casting directors have they, they report to someone else higher up who are doing the show most of the time so it's like that that person could be like we want someone who looks like this 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 can do this has to have this trick has to sing like this blah 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 so they've got all these boxes to tick and it's just as simple as do you tick them on this day you know they can think you're amazing and they could be like wow I would hire her if it was up to me really mm. but you don't you're not five foot four and that's what my box is so yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't take it, and I think that takes it. It's not personal. That takes out the feeling of I'm not good enough. They don't like me. I'm not. I wasn't good enough for them. I it, think that's the other thing, though, isn't it? I think when you're coming away from a rejection, it, it's very the only place you can look is inwardly. Mm. You can't. You don't get the opportunity to ask these questions and find out this, exactly. that, and whatever. So the only place you can look is inward, and you can, you know, get caught up in that spiral of oh god or this or this or the or if that's the way you go mm. um and i think it's it's hard to like i said a minute ago you want to rationalize it in your brain yeah. you want to try and work so out why in a way but yeah it's very difficult isn't it rejection it's, when you think about it and... it's why i think if you go in with the focus of like it's about like defining what that successful addition is for you so if you go in and say i I'm going to feel successful if I feel like I put my best foot forward. And then you put your best foot forward and you get cut or you don't get the job, but you're like, well, I don't think I could have done anything more. So you can rationalise it in a healthier way by saying, well, I mustn't have been right. I did everything I could have done. I mustn't have been right for the what they wanted on that day and that's okay. I'll try again next time. I'll be like my Book of Mormon person and come back next mm. year, you know? I guess also it might not have been right for you. There might be something else that's coming exactly. up that is just meant to be yeah. in a different way. Um, it's interesting as well, I don't know, something that's popped into my head, is because this is obviously about rejection, but it's making me think we could be obviously talking a lot about auditioning. Mm. Um, 
and I feel like I've looked into or you know read books or whatever about successful actors probably primarily and how they have felt or th- focused on or done auditions and I think it's Brian Cranston who's popping into my head that he talks about auditions and you go you do it and you leave you you, you kind of it's just that it's, that's your job for the day yeah and you leave it you? yeah it's like you go you do it and you leave and I don't know whether it was him or somebody else but and again he's a very famous high profile actor so it mm. may not always work in this way but and it might not even be him, it might be somebody else, but still, I remember him talking about going to an audition, uh, doing it wherever it was, must have been somewhere in the States, and then going back somewhere else, because that was you know, how he planned his day, he had this audition at this time, something else later, whatever. So was wherever he was afterwards, and they called, his agent called him, and they said, oh, we want, they want you to come back in. Um, and he said, well, I can't, no, I can't do it. I've done what I needed to do on doing whatever it was now. Uh, I think he's still got the job because, you know what I mean, I I, th- I think there's a, you've got to have an element of respect for, like, I've done my bit. Again, this is, I, I feel like not everyone has the luxury to do that. Yeah, I feel like I'm coming from it from a different perspective because that wouldn't be the case as a dancer. Would like. it not? You see, I, I just kind of, feel it's two-way for me because I think I like the idea of having I'm going to perhaps word this in a in a bit of a controversial way but the word that comes to my head is like the discipline and sort of um not respect but like the self kind of power to be like I've done my audition I've done it I've done it to the best I can I've prepared I've done everything and now I've got you know I've gone to work or I've gone wherever I can't come back right now in that instance. Mm. Um, but equally, I think there's is another opportunity to showcase yourself and yeah. maybe give something different. Um, I, I don't know. I get caught in the middle of that, but I, 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 I've, there was a part of that that resonated with me, which is guess why I wanted to talk about it. Um, because I think that scenario could also play more heavily into the feeling of rejection. If you get called back, and obviously with certain things, you get multiple rounds of auditions over a certain period of time as well, uh, which can definitely make you feel like you're getting closer and closer and closer, because you will be, you know, if you're going through rounds and rounds and rounds. Um, Again, I can only really talk from an acting perspective. Yeah, I think it's a bit different for me. But when you get through so far to then stop it, you have a, a bit more of a, like, what did I do? Because yeah. you feel like I was doing something right up until... Um... Sometimes I feel like that's harder, like, in the sense of... If I... I've always said I would rather... Well, these many situations that happen. I can go in, I can dance really badly. I can... There's the seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> I can look at that and be like, well that's on me I didn't do my best today why didn't I do my best today what what's happened outside of this was I anxious was I worrying too much what they thinking (laughs) was I didn't I have enough sleep did I have breakfast did I like Hmm. all these things that I'm like well what can I do better next time you can leave and think about that but I've always said I'd rather get cut 
fresh round, then maybe this maybe this is just my way of protecting, but I would rather get cut fresh round than spend all day from 8am till 6pm at the edition, mm. get to the last round and either get cut last round or not here. Mm. I feel like that's, I find that harder to be like, well, I was so close. <laughs> just hire me then. If I got that far, just I can do the job. Just leaves you a big so question mark. Me, yeah. It's like a little question mark if you're cut in the first round or you don't make it through the first round or whatever, but then you get it's to like that last bit. More, like, but what? What was it? And that's the thing, that's where you have to choose where your focus goes because it's like, well, I can choose to decide that actually I did well. There was lots of people who didn't make it that far and I'm grateful for that. But Mm. it's also like, like for example, the Moulin Rouge edition. I was there all day, literally all day. I came out thinking it went so well, like so excited. They were like, we'll be in touch, blah, blah, blah. Never heard. And I was in the last like 20 people. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy, you know? It's so. difficult, isn't it? And it's really difficult to kind of contend with um, and and take on in a... It's hard to take positives from stuff, even if there's positives within it. Yeah. Because obviously there would have been positives in that audition because you were there all day. Mm. You made it all the way to the end and they said, we'll, let you, we'll be in touch. But there was obviously something that didn't quite... It's so difficult. You just don't know, like yeah, they, and it, that's the thing. It's not common practice to ask for feedback. No, I mean I don't know if this is still true. I don't want to give anyone bad advice. I maybe we can find this out and report back in a later podcast. But I was always told not to ask for feedback. Yeah, not same. to the the casting directors and whoever, especially at a dance call. They've seen five hundred people. Like okay, maybe if you have gotten to the last 20 and they might recognise your face in that sense but most of the time we're just going to be a number they will have cut you through something as simple as well your legs were too long <laughs> on this day you know like they yeah. they don't have time to A reply to all of you and B know who you are there's too many people there yeah. so it's That's... hard in that sense because you want if it's almost like if I know why I can fix it but it's not always that simple no no it's absolutely not um, is there anything that you feel that people should do in order to help, like specifically? Because I think we've talked about a lot of kind of like our experiences and mm. how we sort of think uh, or have thought or whatever. Do you sort of feel there's anything we could share or you specifically could share in the way of like that might help thought process or preparation of potential rejection do you know what I'm I'm trying to ask you yeah I think for me my my like addition sort of process advice tips for rejection or rejection is to go in prepared for the addition but not thinking about whether or not you're going to get the job or not it's not about rejection at that point It, it never was it's not you're going in there to find out if you like the company, if you fit in the company, if you... That's true. It's yeah. it's like a first date, everyone's always worrying about, are they going to like me or are they going to like me? Mm. Are you going to like them? It's two-way, you know? And I think take some of the pressure off yourself or just go in and dance who you dance, see if you're a good fit for how the choreographer works. Because as well, I've been to so many auditions where I put so much pressure on myself, like, I need this job, I want this job, blah, blah, blah. And then... I'm doing a routine and I'm like, I 
would not want to do this on a contract for 12 months you know mm-hmm. this is not me this is not who I am as and that's absolutely fine that's not a problem but then it's like well why are you putting so much pressure on yourself to get this job and you're yeah. worrying so much about the rejection part of it when it's not even maybe something you'd want so yeah go in with that kind of mindset go in with how can I make the panel's job easier that's a good way to think about it and that is literally by doing everything I just said and being yourself putting your best foot forward and then when it gets to the stage of well maybe you get cut maybe you get told to come back maybe you whatever it is and when you start to feel that feeling of well actually let's chat about first let's say you get cut or rejected from a job I do not believe in the whole thick skin let it just run off your shoulders blah 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 sort of thing I I have never it doesn't work for me it's not maybe some people can do that and it doesn't build up for them over time but over time it was just so much pressure to act like I didn't care and I was going for all these jobs that I cared about mm-hmm. I did I wanted them and it hurt that I got cut or that I didn't get them in the end absolutely and I think by being like no I can't I can't feel anything negative I have to be positive all the time I don't care that I didn't get the job and not allowing yourself to feel sad for not getting them stops you from then moving forward and putting your best foot forward in the next one because it's like you're 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 all clenched it's like this energy of like it's fine it's fine (coughs) it's fine it's fine it's 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 okay i it's gonna be fine whereas it's like if you say your dream is to be in i don't know lion king we'll go back to that right you go to the lion king edition you get cut or you get to the end but then you never hear back but it, you've been excited about it. It's something you really want to do. It's like a bucket list show. Leave that edition and be like, do you know what? That sucks. I wanted to do that. I, I feel bad about that. You know, I worked hard. I did this, I did that. Or I, you can even the thoughts of, I wish I'd done this better. I wish I'd done that better. Because sometimes if you don't do as well as you want to, those are valid feelings as well. It's like you... You feel like you've let yourself down in some way. You've not done everything you could and that's hard to deal with as well. But if you ignore those feelings, they're still in there somewhere. They don't ever go away. So the more additions you do that for, the more they build up and the more you'll go for Mm -hmm. a random like milkshake commercial and you'll be like, why am I crying? (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Absolutely. And I think if you were to leave that Lion King edition, be like, that sucks have a cry, call your mum and be like, this sucks, I'm quitting, I hate all of this. Go and buy yourself a big old donut and do whatever you need to do <clears throat> that day to make yourself feel better. Call and stick to work, watch friends on repeat and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, okay, what have I learnt from that? It's Let's definitely important it to feel, isn't it? What you said made me think of um, the woman who used to train me before I went to Birmingham. She used to talk about how she had like a little, uh, almost I guess a routine with auditions where she, she'd go do the audition, whatever, come back and then when you kind of it gets past a point where you know you would have found out by or you do find out, whatever, um, she would always do the same thing. So um, if she uh, didn't get the job, she would have a cry, have a Chinese, 
and that would be that. If she did get the job, she'd still have the Chinese, but she'd have it with champagne instead. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that was the, I guess, the routine behind that. And it's like... But that's that's a good example, because that is a routine that helped her in some way yeah. feel those feelings. It's, it's coping, and it's, it's, you know, I think the feeling it is important. We're humans. We're meant to feel, especially as creatives, mm. I think that we... We're made to emote. We're given emotions mm. and feelings that are so complex and difficult and yeah. wonderful. Why would you suppress that? Don't suppress it. Feel it. Acknowledge it. Feel it. Process it. And move on from it. That's... Learn from it and, and grow with it. Um, I think that's so important. And I think as well for me, one of, kind of following on from what you said, one of the things I've found in my coping mechanisms was to just keep moving forward you know it's you've you've done that thing that audition this morning yesterday whatever but keep moving forward on to what's next yeah keep progressing and trying to move in the direction you want to go and my definition of having a thick skin in the industry and like you know having that longevity and able to keep going is about people who are able to feel how they feel about things, process it all, and still be able to go to that next edition. That's that's part of it. That's that's yeah. not. There's nothing cool or trendy about ignoring that you feel like crap. No, <laughs> oh know? god, no, no. It's not. It's not going to do anyone any good in the long run. You just need to be kind to yourself, really. Don't Absolutely, you? I think that's definitely a key key to life. Uh, you know, regardless yeah. of rejection, you've got to be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break, it's hard. Yeah, I think you've got to know that it's it's completely normal to feel bad about something you care about when you don't, it doesn't go the way you want it to. Do you know what else I think is a, a good thing that sets my brain? Like if I'm like, oh, I can't believe, like sad about whatever and, you know, and worrying about rejection or whatever it is. Is, is if you think about everyone who you see is successful, like whether that be on the on the like movies or someone you know personally, everyone's been rejected at some point. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Like even the people you think are doing the most amazing things, they've gone into casting rooms and casting directors have been like, nah, not them. Not right for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I think as well, you gotta when you think about the the, the um the business of performing uh as particularly as a new graduate i'm talking right now like it's a it's a small world but it's also quite oversaturated at the beginning oh definitely because if you think about all the drama schools dance colleges whatever uh every single place and even places that aren't necessarily you know the ones you think of that are pumping people out again and again and again it's the competition is high it's intense there's a lot Uh, not everybody sticks to it of course and I think you'll see as life goes on you get older people tend to filter away a bit I think that's definitely I mean it's it's relevant in all senses because regardless of what you train in you're going to have the most competition I think in your like early twenties graduation sort of mm. age, Absolutely. you know, like 
I guess the difference with actors, and we've said this before, is that mm. you can go back to it at 40, 50, 60, 70. It's a bit more longevity and, in some respect. Yeah, yeah. and the, naturally the, the pool of people that are looking for those jobs is less because they don't all stick to it in the same way. They mm. find other passions and whatever. Whereas I know dancers are a little bit, their lifespan's a little bit shorter, but then again, not lifespan, career span, not lifespan. That's not the right thing. Yeah, you can um, get dancers who retire and then that's it. Gone. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you stick it out, you'll see, like, the people who have been in the industry for a long time, maybe in the first four, five, six years of their career, didn't have the success they have now, you know? So. Yeah, I think you've got to be, like we've already said, kind, patient, mm. and driven. Yeah. To, to trust in yourself that's it and trust in the journey yeah as take, well take yourself out of the I think re- rejection and needing validation sort of go hand in hand and mm-hmm. you need to be able to give yourself that validation even if you don't have the outcome that you wanted you need to still be like yeah I'm still good it's a marathon I'm going to go cry into my pillow and then I'm going to be good tomorrow you know yeah that's one thing that I do, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. That's one thing I think I used to think a lot. I still do. You know, it goes for life as well, actually. Yeah, everything. Everything's very accessible these days. Um, so allow yourself time. Just be kind, you know? Yeah. Do you know, just before, because we're wrapping up now, but one more piece of advice I have. Yeah, yeah, go. Is, and I feel like I learned this the more I auditioned, right? is you don't have to tell anyone you're auditioning for things. One thing about rejection is telling people you got rejected, aka like you tell your mum and dad that you're auditioning for your dream show and then they ring you that evening like, oh my God, how did it go? So excited. And you're like, well, I got cut. And it's like that feeling and that, Mm -hmm. even like, I mean. You sort of feel you have to manage that. Yeah. Which is separate to your feeling and adds to your other feelings in my experience anyway. Whereas in the end, I'd stop telling people I was auditioning and if it went well, I'd tell them after, you mm. know? Yeah. Like, they, they didn't need... It, it saved my energy. It meant <coughs> all I had to worry about when I went home was myself and how I felt, not how anyone else was feeling. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, I think I've rambled enough. <laughs> I think we... P- perhaps we have ram- uh, rambled a little bit in this one. Um... But there's lots of different ways, I think, of making it work for you as an individual. And if any of the stuff we've said has made you think, oh, okay, yeah, that that resonates with me or whatever, as always, take it. If it doesn't, you don't need to take it on. But exactly. if there's any anything you feel we might be able to help you with, please get in touch. Um, Reach out, yeah. Because despite, we may even give you some contradictory information that we might you know, said on here. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think... As long as you find something that works for you and helps you, that's what's important. There's no right or wrong way, I th- I, I think. Mm. Um, I we think say that a lot, but we do believe in that. We do believe in that. I think it's important to be open and accepting of any any avenue that might aid you in the direction you want to go. Um, so please 
get in touch if you feel like we haven't quite hit the nail on the head for you um, or we were kind of almost there but didn't quite you know what I mean you've been a very negative spin on this I think it no, was no, very no. good actually no, no, I, I would enjoy this podcast I don't, yeah I know absolutely but we're talking about ways that resonate for us yeah and that might not be the case for everyone we come from a shared perspective yeah, that's uh, true. So, you know, if we're, we're tapping into something that's kind of new to someone uh, and they're, they're kind of like see sense in it but don't necessarily feel it in the same yeah, way we do. Yeah, there's some sort of resistance yeah, to it. Yeah, like, tell us and let us sort of help share and ex- share our experiences in a, in a more in-depth way and do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm just putting it out there that we're there. We're there to chat too. Yes. Come have a tea and a chat. Literally, so it's about. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, thanks so much for listening. Thank we you love so you. We do indeed. Speak to you soon. Have Bye. A good weekend. You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.